Hey, <laughs> I'm Angie McMahon, and I'm a singer who lives in Melbourne, Nam, and I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> Hey, I'm Tim. Welcome to the next episode of Introducing. I'm pumped to bring you this one, Angie McMahon. I've loved her since I first heard her music. Salt, her debut album, came out four years ago. And today is the day that you get to hear her second album, her follow-up. Light, dark, light again. Now, we've been lucky enough to hear some tracks from it already. Letting Go was the first single that just powered out of the gates. Um, exploding fireball whiskey. Now you get to hear it all in its intended order and intended glory. Um, we are chatting at Sydney's Metro Theatre. We did have to find a little quiet space. We found a little dungeon because her band was sound checking above. Um, we talk about everything. Katy Perry and Bon Jovi even get a mention in this chat. North Carolina get to go. Fred again, sampling pasta. I mean, come on. Um, a little bit of a language warning, I will say that. And we also talk mantras. Yes, it's fun. Um, I've enjoyed her stuff for ages, as I said. I, I saw her show after this as well. So make sure when she comes back on the road with a proper banging album tour, go and see Angie Ramon. Do it. happy to have you here. I'm, I've been such a fan of yours. I, I went and saw you at the Sydney Recital Centre. Oh, you were at that gig. It was, it was unbelievable. Oh, I loved it thanks. so much. I'm coming tonight too. Oh so, my God, yay. Know, this is all not just for show. You're I'm already here. Genuinely, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty early for the Have show. a nice gig, bye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We are actually backstage at the Metro in Sydney. Um, this is your second last night of this kind of... I'm confused. Is it because the album's not out yet? Yeah. And yet you're finishing up the tour tomorrow in Melbourne, but I'm assuming there'll be a bigger tour on the horizon for the new record. There will be a, a full album tour. This is a promo tour. Ah. So most of this tour has been me overseas doing interviews and solo shows and kind of like, you know, getting warmed up to, to be a musician again. And then this <laughs> this show and the, and the Melbourne show tomorrow are like our band warm-up shows kind of... Like, they're not warm-up shows. They're real shows. But, like, it's just a, a taste, I guess. Mm. It's the beginning. We were in your band room before and we, we got out of there swiftly because they may or may not get cunty, end quote. Um, wait. <laughs> no, wait, we can, say, we can say that we on this podcast? We can say everything. This is a podcast. Like, kind of, and also the beauty of this is if you if you leave me and an hour later something occurs to you, I can also cut it out. So let's make this a safe place. And then- <laughs> no, I'll call you and be like, wait, I thought of a joke <laughs> to make me look good. I'll leave my number in case you Add think of something. Yeah. <laughs> but how are... So the band that you're with on, on this promo tour... like um, We like to abuse each other, yes. Yeah, good, 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 good. So they're, cl- they're a close-knit bunch then, yeah? They are my band. Yeah, we are a sweet little family. We've actually got two new band members. So this is our first show with um, Jess and Stella, who are our friends, but new additions which is everyone's a little bit excited yeah um yeah but Lockie and Gormy who I would more likely use the word cunty for are like my <laughs> brothers and they've been playing with me since the beginning so yeah every show we've done they've been there right beside me um yeah I think it's gonna be fun but yeah we, we're gonna do laneway later yeah. uh, in Feb and so we're kind of that's it's always our so next. hot at laneway my god it's I know like the hottest I've ever been in my life at laneway yeah and I always walk away from a laneway going I'm pretty sure I enjoyed that it's like 40 <laughs> degrees yeah. last time I went I left I didn't even stay for 
the whole set of War on Drugs, who are literally my favorite band. Yes. Because I was like dehydrated and yeah. disgusting. Yeah. They actually, I, controversially, the last Laneway Festival in Sydney, they had at Kudos, which is like Olympic Park kind of vibe. Oh, and yeah. everyone was be like, man, that's not traditional Laneway. But <laughs> you get there and you're like, it's so nice. There was so much shade. Everyone was spaced out. I'm yeah. like, I know it's not the traditional St. Jerome's Laneway in Melbourne. But, but that's why. Yeah. It was, it's just concrete. It's just like everyone yeah. melting like fried eggs on the concrete. I was talking to someone in America who was like, maybe I'll come down to Australia and watch you at Laneway. And I was like, just, just like don't come to Australia for that. Because <laughs> no. like, yes, it's great, but you will never want to come back because it's so hot. Yeah. Yeah. Your February is like nothing should happen in February. <laughs> we should also have no, it's like, yeah. a month-long siesta. Um, congratulations on the album, Light, Dark, Light Again. Um, Thank you. I've, I've got a little sneak peek. Obviously, you've released singles already, um, but I got a little sneak peek and I was did my traditional prep last night. I'm walking around the house with my headphones on with a couple of glasses of wine. That's how I find that... Generally, it's very hard to pick a pick a bad part of an album if that's the vibe. No. But, <laughs> but sober or otherwise, you must be really proud of it. It's a it's a beautiful it's a beautiful piece of work. Like it um, really is. Thank you. That's so lovely. Yeah, I'm proud of it now. It's funny, like making it. Um, it's such a journey. Like I hated it and I loved it and I hated it again. It's just like I don't know. I, I'm really glad you have it and I'm really looking forward to other people having it because I just want it to be separate from my brain, you know? Yeah. Like it's it's much easier for me to love it. I think it's probably any creative thing that I would make and probably a bunch of people go through this. It's easier to love it when someone else has access to it as well and can like respond to it, even if it's like medium <laughs> – average feedback <laughs> it, it doesn't three matter three stars yeah because it's just <laughs> that's fine yeah, that would, something. there's something concrete in that like that's yeah. like a tangible like i made a thing i received feedback on it but like for so long because it took me like ages to make the record the feedback loop was just like me in my head and like the people i was working with it on but like you know that it's just like it's so hard to get out of that spiral to the point where like i just was so exhausted by it and I felt like I was like emptying my whole self into it and I am proud of like emerging on the other side of that but because um, well, I always say when I speak to people and it, and it, I find this would be the most difficult part of being an artist because I am not that's why I sit on this side with a notebook <laughs> but I go like you were even mentioning just before like you haven't even gone out on the album tour yet yeah like, this album still got much more life in it yet f- for you to give it let alone other people yeah how do you kind of like, how do you get off stage and then either put your work in or put your head into another piece of work or other ideas when this now is ours and it's all consuming for you because you're mm. out there playing it to us? Well, yeah, like that's kind of the fun bit, I guess, because it's uh, you get creative energy like from sharing it with people. Like, I think it'll probably like I don't know because we haven't played this gig yet. Like, this is literally our first band show playing songs from this record but well it sold out in a hot minute um, by the way there's a waiting list for this show there was a been a waiting yeah. list for months so yeah that's terrifying <laughs> my dad sent me the melbourne waiting list last night i think he was trying to like flatter me or something it just made me so stressed <laughs> i didn't even reply to his message I was just like, don't tell me that but yeah because it's not like we'll do the full album tour next year yeah um we're not allowed to like announce it yet for reasons yeah. but we assume it's coming though it'll happen but yeah even so i was gonna say like playing it to the crowd but even like us playing it in rehearsals and stuff the songs immediately get like new life in them and you get to like 
refresh you know you get to like refill the cup of the song a little yeah. bit like yeah. it's, it's not just you like being like yes this is the recording that i've heard a million times and i'm trying to like get the piano mix to sound exactly right like yes. it's so much more like alive and so i don't know anyone by the way who wants to go like i go to a lot of shows <laughs> and i know my friends do too i don't know anyone who wants it to sound like the album either like when you oh, even cool. when people muck, muck up or I remember even, I, I've mentioned this a lot in the podcast, so people are probably sick of this, but when I went and saw Jack White in London last year and he pretty much does the set list as he goes based on what's happening in the crowd. And yes. even yeah. though the vibe of the song's there, yeah. you get this whole other thing. And he even said to me on this podcast, he's like, that's when I then can find an idea for another song because that works so well with that other thing. Like totally. That's literally the, what I'm thinking is like, I think when you're in that like creative energy and you're getting to like do the creative thing live, that makes you want to like either write something or like just go home and probably play something yeah. like, you know, when you do get home. Yeah. I think it's just like, you feel like a creative person again. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the exchange with other people, like you, with your band and with the people in the audience, like you are actually getting to like, <laughs> I'm like gesturing yeah. and then remembering I'm on a podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, that is like such a relief. Like I'm just so happy to be in this stage of like sharing the art. Cause yeah, that's just like so much nicer. I'm glad you liked the record. Oh no, I, I love it. Um, are you, are you even here like with stand up comedians like record their set and then listen back to it? Do you, is there a way that like how do you kind of hone your live show or or or, or, <laughs> or I guess what I mean is actually saying that uh -oh. if you, there was, there's a moment up there that's like but it's two songs in so by the end of the show you're obviously going to forget yeah. it or something like is there a way that you reflect or is just it, it just it's out there and it's gone that's so smart I'm literally like we should tell them to record the set I could stand there tonight like this that'd be great <laughs> live on the podcast it's one mic <laughs> one mic <laughs> a lot Please, of pressure on the band I don't want to listen back to that no. no I struggle sometimes to listen back to the set it's probably really good practice to reflect on your set but like I'll beat myself up about it I'd try and just remember the good bits of it yeah but like Honestly, it's going to be an imperfect set because it is our first one and you need to be on a tour, I think, at least for me. You need a couple of weeks of like playing them and then you'll be like, we have landed in like the sweetest the sweet spot. of spots. Yeah, yeah. Right. and we're just not going to be there tonight. It'll be pretty raw. But like, I love that too because it's so fun to figure it out. And we have this philosophy. Thank God for this philosophy. We, <laughs> we like started the band this way which is like the wabi-sabi philosophy. The mistakes make it good. You want it to be imperfect. We celebrate the imperfection and like, oh my God, do I lean on that idea? Like it's so, it's such a relief just to, every time you make a mistake, you're like, oh, like that is what we, that's, that's what we're here for. Well, it's a big lyric in the first single, so isn't it? It's okay to make mistakes. Oh my God, true. Oh. I think that's a shorter mantra, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that mantra is probably good for you guys, but if I'm going to put it on a t-shirt. Yeah. It's a big t-shirt. <laughs> This is my ramble. Yes. I got sent a video yesterday of a little toddler singing the make mistakes mantra. Like oh, yeah. Sitting in their pram just being like, make mistakes, make mistakes. <laughs> that's so funny. We do, we it. because I, I drive, I've got three kids and we're driving oh, to school dear. and that's when I kind of, we all go, we go, go around the car and we all get to pick a song. I love that. And so the, the, um, that track for me has been the one that the kids just put on straight away. <laughs> and then they, and then they, at the start they're all like this, like waiting for their edge here and pick to come up yeah, yeah, yeah but then now they're all into it i love watching the kids listen to music i love that yeah it's like it's pretty simple like that yeah. part of the song is just like such a simple 
Yeah, I don't know. I find, I find that though, with that, is that is that difficult? Because like, sometimes you put an idea out there and go, "Is this too simple?" Because some because I think we like simple. Mm. Generally, we're like you know, as the, as the public, I'm just going to speak on yeah. behalf of everyone. <laughs> of everyone. <laughs> but do you feel as like you is this too simple to do, or is this like? Yeah, I mean, that's the self doubt I'm talking about. Where like yeah. when, before people have heard the song, like you don't know. I'm just like, is this like? You just, I just have no idea if it's going to land. But I think sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. That landed. Yeah. Like, great. Sometimes I do think it's too simple, but there's still going to be someone who likes it, which I'm grateful for. But uh, it's Did you like, get good feedback when Letting Go came out? Like, you know, talking about hearing and getting feedback from people like... Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it's a real... It's a great first single because it's, it's unmistakably you, but it's also something we didn't hear on the first album. Yeah, thanks. It was like a oh, good I'm punch glad. in the throat. I'm glad. <laughs> good. Like, you know one of those nice punches in the throat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not, not a really cunty one. <laughs> no, no. Um, I know you spoke about this a lot, but I guess four years between um, the first album and where we are now, and obviously it wouldn't have been the easiest four years with everything that went on for everybody in that time. When you put an album together, like the first one, which, you know, Salt just kind of, well, everyone loved it and it, and it we're like we got introduced to you for the first time. What was the thought process on, on putting ideas down for a second album? Did you really have to take yourself away was it almost an impossible task or was it something that kind of just all fell into your lap um, i don't feel that that the latter is right um yeah it did not fall into my lap i really like the songwriting side of it i actually struggled more just with the like the logistics and the motivation and the self you know encouragement to like get it done like get the thing done and like make decisions about it the songwriting part of it and kind of being like what's gonna be on the record like that was a process but like Mm. that's not the bit that destroyed me but there were (laughs) there were there were mountains in the record I don't even really know how to explain but like they were it was hard to get it over the line and like it it became an experiment in just like trying to do things differently so that I would learn and like learn along the way and approach the whole thing as like um, not an exercise in perfectionism, but just like an exercise in learning. And that's hard because I realized I am a perfectionist. I didn't know that the last time, but mm. now I know. And so. What's the hard thing about being an artist? Though? You've got to be a bit loose to be an artist. Yeah. But then to be a successful artist, a perfectionist. Yeah. A loose perfectionist. And I also <laughs> love music that's loose. Like I yeah. love, I love like the recordings that have like weird, quirky, unexpected things that you were accidents like that character is so good but it's hard to be perfectionist with that like taste i don't know anyway saying that though do you find that like when you're listening to even the the work that we now have in our or about to have in our hot little hands are they ever finished for you or are you can no okay no i don't i don't think i'll ever feel like a record is perfect or like i mean i guess i feel like it's finished because it's physically been printed onto vinyl and i yeah. cannot fucking change anything right, on it's it in people's houses yeah it's, finished it's like <laughs> it's there's nothing i can do about it there's a, there's some relief in that but uh it's just i know a lot of people say this it's just like a product of that time like it's a record of the time yeah. that you made it in but the yeah the process of making it was just like uh what was your question like deciding how I don't even I remember, remember myself. What you I'm asked getting, me. I also feel like we're under like under a train station or something. I know we're in this little dungeon. But 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 just even even putting it together because it, it, it was a four years. Uh, there was a lot happening in that four years, and not yeah. just obviously for you, but for the world and yeah. things changed. And were you in Melbourne for that time? 
Yeah, most of it. Yeah, I, I got away when I could. Yeah, we were locked down. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I moved into my first share house at the start of 2020. Yeah. And um, like, because I'd been touring up until then, I was living in my parents still. And then that was my first time living out of home. Um, and then, yeah, like, oh, wow. like a couple months in, we're like deeply <laughs> locked down. You were like, really at home. <laughs> yeah, we were getting just like so wasted all the time and like that was just like i don't know a, a good slowdown but um yeah you, Did know. you pick a good bunch of people were you happy with yeah. the people at the end of that all yeah like, i love that i never want to see you again no it was like my best friend <laughs> okay. from school like my oldest friend and then like her partner and his best mate so we yeah, had right. we had a good little gang that's cool um i wrote a few songs in that time but uh, yeah, I mean, was Fireball Whiskey one of them? Is because yeah, I actually I wonder if Fireball Whiskey had already been written. No, I think I finished it. I think I had started. Even before writing I listened it. to that song, I knew you know it's never going to be good because Fireball <laughs> Whiskey is whenever that comes out. It's, it's like <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember. I wrote the first half of that song when I was in a relationship, and then the relationship ended, and then I wrote the rest of the song. Oh right, and and finished. Yes, yeah, so I reckon I finished the idea in the. The 2020 yeah. lockdown house. Have you tried Fireball with cloudy apple juice though? It's 10 out of 10. No, I can imagine that would taste like like an apple pie kind oh, of. It's the best. I actually don't drink Fireball anymore. We <laughs> used to do it as, so pre-COVID when we were like touring, it used to be our pre-show drink. We'd do a shot of Fireball. Yeah. Um, there was actually this in Sydney, there was this bartender once who, Lockie, my drummer still quotes her, like we ordered, it was like, must have been our first Sydney gig. I can't remember the name of the venue. I think it's gone now. Like a little 100 person venue that's like upstairs. And anyway, yeah. we ordered it. And she was like, uh, You want me to serve you antifreeze? And I was like, What? <laughs> she was like, You're just going to drink antifreeze? And anyway, that's the running joke. So now <laughs> that's all I think of when I think of Fireball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then I don't know. Like, I wrote the rest of the songs just like over the course of a couple of years. And then I did get away. I ended up going over to the US. To I was going to say in North so. Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. So why? <laughs> I had never. Normally, when Australians hear about America, especially for music, it's like LA, New York. Yeah, the classics. Yeah. <laughs> the classics. But do you know what? Exactly right. <laughs> Those places are hectic. Like that's like, like great creative energy, but also like a kind of hard energy. I find like I didn't choose North Carolina. North Carolina chose me. It was, <laughs> is the, the home of Brad, who I went to make the record with. So he, yes. he works out of his studio there, and it's actually really cool town durham where we went is like it's really green there's like durham a, is it called durham yeah it sounds durham. like an irish town it's like du- durham durham the americans durham it's like the movie dune but yeah like we call it dune yeah yeah dune <laughs> dune. dune did you see june <laughs> yeah i saw june <laughs> june june dune Durham. 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 yeah <laughs> durham i call it in durham and then they're like where where are you going <laughs> Um, but it's got really like tall trees. It's got lots of trees. It's where Duke University is. I don't know. Oh yeah, Duke. 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 <laughs> Duke. Do you see Jaren in Duke? Duke. Duke Uni. Duke Uni. <laughs> I went Duke Uni's in Durham, and I, yeah, I took my Australia there. Did you come back with heaps of merch for your family? Like I heaps did not. Of Duke shirts. Duke. No, I didn't even go to Duke. I, it's like it's just. I don't know. It's just surrounded by trees. Like to get in there. Oh yeah. I didn't even like see it. But what I was going to say is like, it's actually a really nice vibe because we don't really have it here. Not that I've found where there's like, America's just so much bigger. So they have this like really great music community in this 
city of Durham. I wonder if the mic's picking up that. I was going to say, yeah, no, it definitely would be. But That's kind of funny. Yeah, what is happening? What, what is this part of the uh, this is rehearsal the process? Mic checking. <laughs> I'm just going to not talk so we can capture this beautiful. Yeah. Do you know this person? I reckon it's Lockie or Gormy, <laughs> but I can't 100% confirm. We'll send you the audio. We'll get All them right. to confirm. Yeah. Um, Is that how you open the show? Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait. That's actually, yeah. We were trying to decide on an opening song today, like (laughs) what's going to play when we walk on stage. Maybe we'll just do that. Just walk on. June. 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 Um, Kanye did that with like Danda, Danda, Danda. Maybe yours is just dirt, dirt. <laughs> oh, Kanye. Is it Kylie? <laughs> Kylie. Ba-dum, ba-dum. We know, but that was actually one of the songs we floated, but it's got too much energy for what we're beginning with. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to finish my thoughts. Yeah, Sorry, just I'm just it, yes. literally Trees, rambling. North Carolina, yes. But there's still like a cool music community. Like Sylvan Esso live in this town and have a studio and like a bunch of cool bands and music people. But it's like a small city and so it's just much more chill like you can have this like quiet like family country life which is a little bit more my vibe Mm -hmm. um but still have like a happening music scene yeah whereas like every other time i've been over it's been new york nashville la and like they're great but new orleans i haven't been there new orleans but they're not places i can like Chill, like fully chill no well there feels like a lot of expectation I, I feel like if you said you were going to LA for a year we'd expect you to come back with like the best album of all time some like pop beats <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> doof 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 yeah okay that's good so because I went to North Carolina the expectations oh, yeah, lower. Way lower I'm yeah, so yeah, yeah. happy with that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she made something mid and actually that's speaking fine. of doof 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 talk, talk to me about how to, to the, the Fred again song oh yeah see that would be what I'd go to LA for to yeah like, of course that side of my personality yeah the Fred again thing is like opened up my world to being like maybe I should just make beats maybe yeah. I should just I did start learning Ableton in COVID that's another thing which everyone is talks about that all, all the dance acts I have here yeah we had uh, Neat Little more through to Pinyao. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry, through to Peking Dark, uh, Safia. They all talk about Ableton. Ableton, that's it. That's where it's that's at. That's where you're going to learn more about engineering for your engineering career. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if this sounds shit, I'm responsible for everything today. Ableton's really fun. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the, the Fred again effect is to be like... Um, <laughs> this sounds bad, but I could do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, where I, I wouldn't do that. that. No, I didn't. No, um, no, he, yeah, he sampled pasta, um, yeah. and I had no idea who he was. I now definitely know who he is, but when he sent it, I was kind of like, yeah, man, you could use that song. That's fine. And I didn't really think anything of it. And then it started picking up, which I'm really grateful for because. Yeah, like I've been making this record for so long, I wasn't really doing shows, but my Instagram following just oh, keeps going. Oh, nuts! <laughs> yeah, well, you're on basically you're on in Coachella. <laughs> yeah, so. I know, and I didn't have to do and anything. Actually, at, at Laneway, speaking of Laneway, we've gone full circle. I heard, yeah, I heard at Laneway for the first time. I'm like, I recognise that voice. That's I didn't me. even know it was you. People send me videos. Someone was at a gig who's playing like seventy thousand people to Berlin the other night, <laughs> and my face is up on the screen. Yeah. I'm just like in bed. I had COVID at the time. Actually, I was like, wow, I'm doing so amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Look at me being is everywhere at once. In bed, but being playing to 80,000 people. Like, I'd probably rather be at the show, but... Right. Yeah. Because that's the new thing, you know, with that ABBA voyage thing that's happening. What? So, basically, there's this... Holo- this is a big theatre set up in London that, that's basically just a hologram concert of ABBA, which is just <gasps> making so what? much money. And because they can basically do four or five shows a day, seven days a week. Friends of mine, even the really cynical friends of mine have come back from that show going, 
it was amazing. Wow. Like they, they made them, they, you have to record one show with heaps of like things attached to your body. Okay. And then they just film it <laughs> and then they put your clothes on you and then away you go. Dystopian as fuck. <laughs> yeah. That is terrifying. It's kind of exciting but terrifying. I can see the movie that like that happens. It's like Black Mirror mm. vibe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And also, yeah, at the same time I want to go and see Abba. Of course you do. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Oh my god, terrifying. Yeah, Fred again's doing that for me. Yeah, there you go. Fred again's Fred your other voice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because it's got introducing me, I'll just do a little snapshot. Where, where it all began, you're, uh, I know you're, I'm conscious of your time because you are working today. That's all right. Um, you're from Melbourne. When, when did you first write a song? When did you first pick up the guitar? When did you think, mm. well, were you going to be a vet? And then all of a sudden something happened and all of a sudden now you, this is where you are. That'd be fun. Vetting. Yeah. That's probably not what they call Dr. it. Dr. Angie McMahon. Um, Dr. Angie. Nah, I think it was always music. I kind of was such an emotionally like fragile little bean that the <laughs> singing and like playing piano it was probably piano first okay. but then singing was always just like the only way that I knew how to process anything I didn't know that then but I look back now and I'm just like yeah I wasn't t- telling anyone about my feelings or my internal experience but it was enormous yes and it was all just being processed through like music and so I could only really envision myself doing that and then I became obsessed with like Missy Higgins, Delta, Adele, when Adele yeah. became big. And, like, I just, like... Well, Missy was the biggest... Oh, that was my first yeah. art is working as a kind of radio... But when she won all the awards in that little oh red dress. Oh, my God, epic. I just love her so much. <laughs> she saw me... We literally, like, on the way from the airport to our hotel, we were in the car singing, like, Missy Higgins, like, deep cuts. Yeah. Because, and I realised, like, they are stored so deeply in my soul and, like... Yeah, I went to a UFC fight the other week, and the, I don't like UFC, by the way, but that's a longer story. And Bam Bam, the Australian guy, came out to scar. What? <laughs> you is a proper American Epic. broadcast into the US on cable TV around the world. Bam Bam from the west, western suburb of Sydney came out to scar by Missy Higgins. Oh my God. And he was left with much more than a scar, like a bastion face was what he was left in. A great omen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Wow, that's even more impressive because I don't think many people in the US like understand the Missy effect. Like when I when I get asked about influences and I mm. talk about Missy in the US, they can like, who? Mm. Missy Higgins. She, I mean, she had like a thing there, but... I think you sing in an Australian accent. Oh, do you? But not... I, wi- I kind of wish I did. Not as Missy. much as Missy. When I sing Missy, I feel like I exaggerate. <laughs> yeah, scrubbing yeah. brush next to a note. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like, we respect it. Like, yes. let, the, let it be made clear on this podcast. Missy is God in the, yes. in the Australian singer-songwriter. I just like, I automatically feel like I do the American thing. So I'm kind of like happy But I guess it's more lyrical language I hear as well. Yeah, true. That's but but true. saying that though, but maybe when Missy was out compared to now you, like I saw Amal and the Sniffers at Glastonbury. Like you can't get more Australian than Amy. Yeah, true. Like I, I don't think that. Best band ever. I just think they are like our, like one of our best ever export. Like they are, I can't believe I said the word export, but I couldn't think of another yeah. word. Because you're, the, in, the what, you're erase, in the biz. Erase the word export. <laughs> 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 Send me home. 
<laughs> no, she's fucking awesome. But it was always music. It was Missy Higgins. So when when, yeah. when did you make that leap? What was the the moment then that you went, okay, I'm going to do this as a career, or was it an accident? Because <laughs> did you win? You, did you win? You win? You actually, no, you won a comp. That's right. I wrote Bon Jovi now. I'm like, I knew you were going to say Bon Jovi. Here we go. We're 27 minutes in, and it's time to talk about. Bon That's Jovi. my lucky number. 27. Is it really? Or unlucky. Okay. Depending on how the day's going. Yeah. Yeah. When I was 18 or 19, I entered a songwriting competition. So I was, I had finished school and I kind of decided like, I'm going to be a songwriter. Like that's the vibe. Yeah. Um, Performer as well or just a songwriter? Yeah. yeah. Singer. Yeah. Singer, songwriter. Singer, songwriter. Give yourself the full title. I would <laughs> sing a songwriter, songstress. Um, <laughs> National treasure. <laughs> <laughs> the things I'd like on my gravestone, Liz. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, there was this thing. It's a great program. It was called Music. Uh, sorry, no, what's it called? Telstra Road to Discovery. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I was one of uh, like several people who are, yeah, it's so funny looking back on it. Sorry, I'm not completing my sentences because I'm just going down memory lane. No, that's good. Um, there's like a songwriter branch and a performer branch of the like program. I don't think it's running anymore, but it was great when it lasted. Telstra was like funding it. And I was, I think I tried out for the performer branch. I didn't get through, but then I got through on the songwriter branch, but then you all end up just like performing anyway. Mm. We did like workshops and stuff. And then the prize was like, (laughs) the prize was uh, two people win like cash to go to Nashville and make an EP. But then this year that I did it, there was an extra prize, which was because Telstra was promoting the Bon Jovi tour, two extra people would win a spot to support Bon Jovi. And I mean, luckily for me, I guess, looking back on it, I think this is why everyone else was kind of folk singer and I was a folk singer as well but like I probably had a louder like thing going on it was just a little bit more yelly and a little bit closer to Bon Jovi than like some of the other things going on so it's gonna sound good before living on a prayer yeah 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 literally (laughs) which one of these (laughs) it's me so me and this other guy Jesse we won it and we like toured around with Bon Jovi we like did seven shows between the two of us 10 minutes or like 15 minutes at the very beginning of wow this stadium tour Kid Rock was the main support, hilariously. Oh, yes. The catering was amazing. All along, one of the greats. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you any Kid Rock song. I think that's the, my favourite one, Drinking Whiskey Out the Bottle. Not oh, thinking true. About I do know that Sweet song. Sweet Home Alabama. Then all all summer long. long. Well, that's a cracker. Lol. <laughs> Kid Rock. <laughs> Don't know where he ended up. But... Yeah, and I got in the MX for the first time. You know, yeah. remember the MX? Melbourne Express, which then branched out to Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Aren't you guys oh, My favourite was the I overheard on the tram sec- section. Yeah, I know. So romantic. I'm like, how is that possible? I don't hear anything But on the looking tram. back on it now, creepy? Maybe it's creepy. 100% creepy, yeah. yeah. It was also back at a time, and I'm showing my age, but not everyone sat on the tram with headphones on. No, I know. We actually just sat there looking out the window, yeah. listening to other people's conversations. Read, reading the paper. <laughs> reading the like, paper. I got in MX once. I was like, yes. This did is, you? I still got it. Yeah. Were you also in it for Bon Jovi or something No, no, else? no, no. Actually, Telstra was... That just reminded me, I, I took Katy Perry to a school in Turak thanks to Telstra. <laughs> that was my school. Are you serious? Yes. That's, I went to that Catholic girl school. Were you there that... You I, don't, I don't know no, if I was there like, that day. That was a Catholic girl school in Turak and I took Katy Perry and, and took her to the kids. Oh, my God. I know. I remember it happening, but I can't remember if I remember it happening because I saw it happen or like... 
I, I don't know where I was that day. Seven, eight years ago, maybe. Maybe longer. Maybe 10 years ago. If it was we'll 10 years ago, maybe. Maybe it happened after I'd graduated. Yeah. How old are you? 10 years ago. I'm 29. Okay. So You wouldn't have been there. Unless you're Ten a years ago, toolie. I was touring with Bon Jovi. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Just came back to see Katy Perry. I think my friend's sister. Okay, yeah, I wasn't there. Okay, but yeah, that's the school I went to. There that's, you go. That's wild. <laughs> that's our. That's our like. I was the most popular guy. Cause <laughs> I was like, because every girl at that school treated me like I was Katy Perry's best. friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they would have been turning the charm on. Can yeah. we talk to her? Yeah. Oh my god, that's so funny. Um, Telstra has yeah. connected us. I'm pretty sure as well. It was quite funny that like every school in the whole country um, entered, and it just coincidentally happened to be a school that was very close to where she was doing a show that night. Oh. <laughs> I wonder I'm not if sure they, I wonder if they pulled any still. strings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that great? I don't have emotional space to talk about school. Oh yeah, let's um, not do that. Let's do a different podcast. I was just gonna say, I remember her wearing a really intense like costume in the photo as well. It's yeah, not- it was a pretty... I've got photos and the sunrise came as well. So, sunrise... We got one interview with her for Nova and one interview for sunrise and then the school that was her press for the whole trip. Wow. Yeah. She's always done very... She's known how, how to milk it, Katie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> In the best possible way. Genius. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. I, I, I mean, I've been such a fan of yours for so long. It's Sorry, been I feel like I've just rambled chat. so this much about, about the this most random. Um, but we like to leave uh, our lovely audience with you, someone that you'd like to introduce us to. Who are you oh. listening to? Who do you love? Okay, I've got a good one for you. It's just that she's kind of hard to Google right now, but I'm going to leave you with it anyway. Okay. So we'll try Yahoo maybe. Yeah, probably Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yahoo, this people. Annie Rose Maloney is this artist in Melbourne. She's so good. Oh my god, it's just like the type of songs you know when you just she's making a record, so she hasn't finished a record, and I was just listening to it on the plane because she's a friend of mine. So she sent me like where the mixes are at, and you know when like you know that you're just gonna want to listen to this album like on repeat for the rest of your life like it's gonna like keep on coming up and you're gonna be like what do i feel like i feel like listening to that it's like yeah it's just gonna be one of my favorite records and so she like plays around melbourne and will release a record i don't know when she's gonna do it but i think she's got like one song on spotify at the moment and like an instagram yeah great but that's my hot tip i like it such good songwriting yeah annie rose maloney excellent well i can't wait to see you out on stage tonight opening with yeah, do you have any song suggestions to walk out on stage? Oh, no, you said Padam Padam. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't say that. You suggested that. No, you suggested that. <laughs> no. What about Scar? Yeah, actually, true. It's a banger. It went off at the UFC. I've always wanted to be just like the UFC. And if you don't, I'll go, Scar, Scar. Do it. Just you start singing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. wait. Rewrite the show. <laughs> you come out. I'll come out. You play a Mr. Higgins song and then yeah. we'll come out. Okay, perfect. And we'll perform a UFC move where we violently wrestle you off the stage okay. and that will be the beginning of the show. I love that. See? It's just safe, a promo tour. Safe space. You see, <laughs> it's just a promo tour. Who cares? <laughs> Um, congratulations though I mean it um, the album you must be so proud I know you're really happy to have it out and um, we're happy to be able to listen to it because um, yeah we love your stuff so thank you very much for your time thanks for having me and saying that Listen.